The following audio is from Park Church in Denver, Colorado. More information about Park Church is available online at parkchurchdenver.org. Okay, so we're so excited you guys are here. I'm going to pray for us to open, and then we'll talk about what tonight's going to look like. So, um, yeah, God, we, we thank you that, um, that you are God and that we are not. Um, and we thank you that um, you are in control, that you are Lord and Savior. Um, we ask that tonight, as a group of women, that you would allow us to see you more clearly. God, that you would allow us to experience you and um, yeah, to know you with our minds and um, to trust you more with our hearts, God. And so we ask that you would be honored and glorified and worshiped um just pray that you would get lauren and i out of the way god and that you would speak and um, pray that even that from tonight god that we would continue that we would um, continue to see a group of women a church that um, prays that trusts you that knows you prays with confidence and boldness so we thank you that your word has promised you will do abundantly more than we could ask for or think and so we, um, yeah, just ask, even right now, with confidence that you would do that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming. We're really excited to get to speak, to get to speak and share with you guys and get to know y'all. So um, we, kind of the format for tonight, we have got 45 minutes. We're going to talk about the pr- prayer in God's word. So Lauren's going to start us off in talking about why we're even talking about prayer and God's word. And then I'm going to talk about what that could look like for us as women, as a church, um, individually and corporately. Um, so my, for those that you don't, that I don't know, my name is Tara Hoffman. And I've been at Park since about 2010. Um, and do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Lauren. I've been at Park since 09. Yes, and Lauren and, and her husband Andy helped um, with Planting Park and um, starting the prayer team here. And then Lauren and Andy and I got to do... Our first team member. <laughs> <laughs> I was our first team member. Um, so it's exciting to think like the last six or seven years, just getting to pray that we would be a praying church and how that's grown and changed. And so that's... We're talking here tonight just to, about part of our journey and what that's looked like and what we hope that continues to look like. So, like I said, Lauren's going to start us off. And then, um, and, and also as we're going about this, like we'd love if you have questions or comments as we're going to just, you know, raise your hand or shout it out. Um, yeah. All right. So we're asking the question of why prayer and scripture, how they go hand in hand. Um, there's many reasons why prayer and scripture, um, it's hard for me to narrow down why, and I might not do a great job of that tonight, but, um, for, but for the first thing I want us to do last night was our prayer meet training meeting. Um, and Joel had a great, what would you, uh, example or what did he do with us? What would we call um, practice? No. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> not <real>. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, exercise. He had a, good, a great exercise for us to do, and I'm going to steal it. So I'd like all of you guys to close your eyes. And I want you to think of a prayer that you have, one that you've been praying. Um, yeah, so get that in your mind. Um, now I want to. I want you to think about um, what God is doing when you pray this prayer. What does He? What does He look like? What are the thoughts you have about Him? What's his general posture toward you? Is he interested? Or is he only interested if you've done the right thing? anybody want to share what came to mind right or wrong doesn't matter I was praying about just my husband and I just that we would continue like just to prioritize our marriage and um, the view of God is just very comforting and like mm-hmm. fatherly mm-hmm. like I'm here and in your marriage like I haven't left it like yeah and so you saw God like present yeah yeah how else, how else did you guys picture the Lord in your prayer? I had a picture of him, like, like bending, like, at the waist, mm-hmm. just to, like, get close to, like, mm-hmm. hear me. Mm-hmm. I think I thought of, uh, I mean, when you asked the question, like, does he only listen when we do the right thing? Just, you know, sometimes getting caught in that or like oh there's like there's shame or guilt or whatever but like a picture of like when we approach him in prayer like it was just like the blood of Jesus like washing over us like washing mm-hmm. over us you know so that it's like we can approach God because of what Jesus did mm-hmm. like so like finding comfort in that you know anybody else I, I was just thinking about how God um knows all our needs and it's how beautiful it is for him uh, to know that he likes us to like tell him about it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he wants us to talk to him yeah. and he is a God who speaks mm-hmm. and I think that is like Tara I forgot to say this at the beginning but Tara and I our definition of how we're coming here with prayer is talking to God and him talking with us so a conversation um, which is exactly what you said. Sometimes our thoughts about God in prayer um, are not aligned with Scripture, like, and we have to battle that. We need to renew our mind with that, and we use Scripture. I think yesterday somebody said, "I picture, I picture him as like the Lincoln Memorial, <laughs> like we're walking in, and he's like that." And maybe that's how I don't. But I think he won't be a stone and sitting there and not acknowledging us, you know, and so. Um, we learn in scripture that one of the reasons Jesus came was not only to lay down his life for us, but also to reveal what the father is like. So it's like what Morgan was saying. 
Um, to know this, we must know what he says about himself. Depending on who we are talking to, we change our speech. We talk differently to a judge than I would my husband. It's good who we know who we're responding to. So, yeah, like we only talk to people. I don't. I don't talk to this a stranger the same way I would talk to Tara because I know Tara. I know what hurts her. I know what makes her laugh. I know. I know her. And so the way that we get to know Christ and know God is through Scripture. Um. Yeah, and we only know who he is by what he says he is, not by what we say that he is. Um, we often, myself, like a lot, we get in trouble because we project our humanity onto God. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which a lot of you guys know, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understandings, and all your ways acknowledge him. So there's an assumption there that we lean on our own understandings, or he wouldn't tell us not to. And so he's telling us to trust in him. Um, we look at scripture to define who the God we are praying to, not our emotions. And so I was thinking about an example of how scripture helps us as women. A lot of times, and this isn't, this might be too stereotypical, but we lean on the side of control or a lot of shame, like pride and control and fear or shame. And um, we project that onto God of like, I'm going to tell you what I think is best. I'm going to tell you what's to go, you know, or, and the trusting comes really hard or the shame of like, I can't even enter into your presence, you know, like. And so for us to get our minds wrapped around who he is, there's no other way for a God to, for us to understand God but instead of a God explaining to us who he is. And so um, I'll look in Genesis a lot of times, and I'll read, well, you know, he created the stars, he created all of the, gal- the galaxies. And then at the same time, he covered Eve in her nakedness. You know, and for us as women, as, as humans, like, we have to pray into that. Like, we can't pray um, not thinking, oh, he won't even see my nakedness, or he won't, he does, why would he care what clothes I wear, you know, um, when he has all of these other things going on. But he said that he does. Like, he says it. And so we have to walk in faith in who he says that he, what it does. Um, yeah, so, again, we are human. He is not. We are created. We are created, not the creator. So Isaiah 55, it says, Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways higher than mine. And a lot of times I, when I read that, I'm like, Ugh, that means he's going to do something bad. <laughs> or I can't ask why. But that verse should also really enlarge our prayers. You know, because... Again, we are human. I don't think the way that God thinks. So I, like he wants us to pray so boldly and wants our hearts to pray from the deepest part of them that he says the Holy Spirit will intercede through moans and cries that we don't even understand. Like he that badly wants to hear from us. And so I just, I, for me, that verse has been so helpful when I don't know what to do, you know, but I know that I'm glad that he is God and I'm not because he does. Like, he's not anxious about it. 
He's not confused. Nothing. Um, so something that helps me to change my thoughts towards God. Because if I enter into prayer, a lot of times I'll just enter into like, I'm evil. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. I've done this. My brain is really scattered. I'll just sit and think about his character. Like I'll sit and pause and I'll think about his character. Like, no, you're good. You want to hear from me. Um, you are loving. You are kind. Just, I'll just sit and I'll meditate on that. Um, I'll try to think of his attributes. I'll start thinking um, before I even start talking to him. Um, and then I, and a lot of times I like to remind myself, like, oh, yeah, he tells me to come to him. All who are weary and have laden, he'll give me rest. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times, again, as women, we feel like we're too much. You know, I don't know, maybe I do. Mm-hmm. Um, God doesn't see us like that. Like, again, he's God. Nothing is too much. Um, yeah. And I, and I read, I get, reading scripture again, I, a lot of, we start by saying, like, what, is God, what does this say about God? And then what does it say about me with God? And so, like, another example would be reading about, in, I've been reading in, about Moses and, like, how he's able to come into the Holy of Holies. And the Lord says, talk to me face to face. Like, I talk to him face to face as I talk to a friend. We don't need a Moses. We can enter into the Holy Holies because of Christ. And, like, later in John 15, it says, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. Um, I call you friends. And so, again, a friend communicates with him. It's not just this one way he wants to hear. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to just read this part. He says, he wants us to talk to him, but at the same time, we, again, we must remember who we're talking, remember the him we're talking to. John Knox said, when we look to Jesus Christ as he is shown to us in scripture, we're looking at the glory of God through the filter of a human nature. Through Christ, prayer becomes an earnest and familiar talking with God. So it's just when it's hard sometimes to picture God, we have Christ as the mediator for us. Um, Yeah, scripture gives us a language as well. A lot of times when it's really, well, if you think back from, or if you have kids, you can't think back to when you learned how to speak. But like, it was such a hard process. Or when you learned another language, it's a hard process. And it's not just like, let me read, read, read. Like you had to be spoken to. You had to develop in the culture you had to get in it and be spoken to and that's what scripture does it gives us a language so that our prayers aren't trite like oh lord just bless my husband like if she just said bless my husband like it's like that i can pray really specific prayers because he wants to know and he wants to answer i mean because again he says i like do you want to receive then ask like i'm not going to not receive because i haven't asked um so yeah Scripture gives us a language for how to speak to him and what to speak about. Um, I think that's it. Does any of that y'all want to say anything into the mic? Any questions? <laughs> Great. Um, so I'm going to read. 
something that struck me by Eugene Peterson talks about, <laughs> um, talks about prayer. I think he he sums up what even talks about what Lauren said and transitions to even the, the practical. But he says, left to ourselves, we will pray to some God who speaks what we like hearing or to the part of God we manage to understand. But what is critical is that we speak to the God who speaks to us and to everything that he speaks to us. There's a difference between praying to an unknown God who we hope to discover in our praying and praying to a known God revealed through Israel and Jesus Christ who speaks our language. In the first, we indulge an appetite for religious fulfillment. In the second, we practice obedient faith. The first is a lot more fun. The second is a lot more important. What is essential in prayer is not that we learn to express ourselves, but that we learn to answer God. Um, So we want to spend this next time talking about what it can look like to practice obedient faith. Um, So there are a lot of ways this could look like. So we're talking about the importance of knowing God's word as we pray. And we realize that can look a lot of different ways. We look at scripture and see, like, we often think about how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. We also see throughout scripture people praying a lot of different ways. Um, So I think that that's important to know as we're talking about some practicals and specifics. You know, it it really can look a lot of different ways. But that our hope is is that we would know who God is as we enter into prayer. Um, So our desire is not that we would leave here tonight with some method that, um, like about integrating God's word in prayer that's just going to be like a shift for tomorrow and that this is what our prayer life is going to look like for the rest of our life. Like our, our hope is that as we engage in God's word and enter into prayer, that it would, it would transform us, that we would be transformed, that our prayer lives would change and grow, that we would be responsive, like, like a friendship or a father and son or father and daughter, um, that it's going to change and grow as we get to know God more fully. Um, so as we were even preparing for tonight, talking on prayer in 45 minutes, um, in some respects seems like a lot of time, but in the grand scheme is a very little time to talk about prayer. There have been so many books and sermons and articles um, on prayer, but a book that I'm currently reading that's been really helpful as I've been talking and thinking on prayer and learning about prayer is Tim Keller's book titled Prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he does a... He did a good job at um, kind of studying a lot of different people's thoughts on prayer. So on Martin Luther and John um, Calvin and Augustine and John Edwards, he's kind of looked over history and then took a book to kind of summarize a lot of those thoughts. Um, And at the end, he lays out a plan, a method for daily prayer. And I like that it's not, it's not original. It's, something we see in scripture and it's things we've seen over the centuries as people have prayed Um, and so I think that that gave me confidence about something to share tonight um, about prayer and what it could look like for us and and I say this knowing that this could look like five minutes or that this could look like an hour or two hours and um, so yeah our hope is to leave you with something that 
could maybe change what prayer looks like for you tomorrow, but knowing that we want to be responsive and know that the Holy Spirit's living and active and at work in us, um, that, that it's going to look very intimate and different for each of us. So with that um, being said, going to walk through kind of what this could look like. And Lauren touched on this when in um, earlier about how for her sometimes it's helpful before she even starts to pray to take time to approach God and just remind herself about who God is. And so that may be declaring, this is who I know God to be. Um, this is what's true about him. I think one way that that's really helpful is to read a psalm that's reminds us who God is. So if you took Psalm 95, if you're like, what would that look like tomorrow? If you took Psalm 95 and, and read Psalm 95 and we're like, okay, this is reminding me about um, who God is. Or, I mean, even our liturgy on Sunday, we take time in the beginning um, and we like read scripture or maybe a prayer from, from a, a book of prayer. I think that would be a great way to kind of enter into a time of prayer. So um, Tim Keller calls this like approaching God. Um, so we're approaching God even before we enter into like, and this is what I need to pray through. Um, so then after that, actually transitioning into a time of, of reading God's word and meditating on it. So I think this is a piece I often miss when I'm thinking about prayer is like the importance of integrating, actually reading God's word and that prayer can be a response to his word. Um, so I think a suggestion would be to read a passage of scripture and maybe this is what, if you have like a daily plan of reading scripture, maybe this is like what you're reading that day. Um, or maybe it's what we're going through on Sunday. So we're going through acts right now. We're getting the historical context. Someone's helping us understand it. So maybe that would be a really great place to start. So reading a passage of scripture and then the meditating part is just asking yourself a few questions about, about that scripture. Um, and Lauren touched on this, but it's really important. Like, I think a great question to ask would just be, what is the scripture telling me about who God is? Um, so asking, what does this passage tell me about who God is? Um, and then what does this passage or verse um, tell me about myself or mankind? And then a third question you could ask is, are there any examples to be followed, any commands to obey, anything to avoid, any promises to claim? So God says, this is who you are. You are a child of God. Like, that's a promise. So I'm like, I am a child of God. Or, um, so, yeah, to ask, what does this tell me about God? What does this tell me about myself? And then are there any commands or promises or things to avoid as you're reading? So that would be the... Bible reading and meditation, and that can be taking a verse, or that could be reading a chapter, or that could be reading a passage. I think what I like is this, like, integrating of our time in God's Word and time in prayer. Um, I think our, like, a hope and desire is that we would be women that have consistent rhythms in God's Word and prayer, that it wouldn't be these two separate things. So I like that this is integrating the two. Um, and like I said, this could be, you know, it, if you're like, I've never, like, I don't have a normal re reading time. Like, it can be five minutes to start. Um, so after that, 
transitioning into a time of praying, praying the word. Um, and this can look a lot of different ways. This could look like taking the questions that you just answered and turning them into prayer. So we just said, okay, God, what does this passage reveal about who you are? So then maybe I'd say, God, like, thank you so much that your steadfast love never ceases, or thank you so much that your mercies are new every morning. Um, maybe as you're reading the text, you're like convicted of sin. And so a response to that meditating is, God, like, I like confess my sin and repenting of sin, um, reminding yourself of who God is, what Christ has accomplished. Um, maybe there is like a promise to claim and what comes to mind is like, God, I like don't believe that that's true for me. And so the prayer is responding like, God, I want, like your word says this is true, but I'm not believing that this is true. Like help me to believe that this is true. So taking what we just read and is no, no is true and responding in an active prayer. Um, think that this could also look depending on the passage of scripture you're reading a lot i love that a lot of the bible like it there are prayers so you may be reading in one of paul's letters and he's like praying for the church and praying the text could look like i'm literally going to insert my name into this prayer and pray these things because i want those things to be true for me or i want to pray for park church and i'm going to enter i'm going to like declare these things over park or um, declare these things over my friends who don't know the Lord. So it can be taking that or maybe after you read the text, you're, you're paraphrasing it and personalizing it. So maybe it's not necessarily a prayer, but as you're, you're praying through it, you can say like, okay, these things are true and I'm going to turn them into a prayer for myself or my family or my coworkers. So that would be, um, yeah word prayer praying God's word and then after you've had time to to read God's word and respond to it then then transitioning into a time of what what is called free prayer Tim Keller calls free prayer so just a pouring out of your heart before God which I think for me is probably more of what I've thought of prayer when I first thought of prayer I'm like I just like say anything like here we go which <laughs> it can be um, but I like that it that in this plan, it comes after we've already been reminded of who God is and who we are. So even as we're crying out in frustration or confusion or unbelief or praise, that it is being shaped by what we've just learned or reminded about who God is. Um, yeah, so free prayer, pouring out of your heart. It could be like you have a list of people you want to pray, pray for and you're praying through them. Um, and again, I want to reiterate, like as you're, if you're like, okay, this would be helpful for me in starting, I want to do something like this. And you end up spending, like you're in praying the word and then you spend like all your time praying the word and you end up closing your time in prayer. But that, but that's great too. Or, um, as you're praying the word, then it reminds you of something that seems completely unrelated to the text and you start praying for that. Um, so that, that, that this isn't something you're like, I have to follow this exactly every single time, but it is helpful like any time to have a structure, you know, when you cook, it's helpful to have a recipe and then like remember it and you may be able to like improvise. Um, and then the last 
part uh, that Keller talks about is a leaving time for what he's ca calling contemplation, mm -hmm. which I feel like the word sometimes you're like, what does that even mean? Like that carries a lot of different definitions. Um, I liked how John Edwards describes times of contemplation as times when we not only know that God is holy, but when we experience him, when we taste and see that he's holy. Um, Luther described it as a time when he finds himself getting lost in some aspect of God's truth or character. So maybe as you're reading, you're like, you're reminded of like, God is faithful. Like he's been faithful to me this week. And you spend all your time in prayer just right there on God's faithfulness. Um, and also to remember a lot of times when we are in prayer where we feel dry or unconnected. Um, so this, time of contemplation can simply be like what stood out to me I'm declaring like thank you God that you revealed that you are faithful help me to believe that you are faithful in Jesus name amen um, so yeah I like that Keller Keller encourages us to simply end our time by taking the best thing that stood out from our time in prayer and thanking and praising God for for it to ask God to come near and show his face. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, you could start something like this tomorrow and spend five minutes doing it. Or maybe prayer and reading God's word is a normal rhythm for you, and you're like, I would, I spend 30 minutes doing something like this. But our, our hope is just to have a structure if that's helpful. Um, but at the end of it, knowing that we, we want to know God, that that's important as we're entering um, into prayer.